welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is the podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hello crew and welcome to episode 116 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I am joined by previous guest, Matt Hagen. Matt, aka Hagen Racing, is based in Tokyo, Japan, but however, he was born in St. Paul, Minnesota. He is a professional drift driver, car builder, and content creator. He loves drifting, comedy, off-road, building cars, and making videos. He's currently competing in the Formula Drift for Japan for the 2022 season and competing with his brand new Nissan Skyline R32. However, Matt's point of difference, like Flynn last week and doing Instagram, is that he loves doing YouTube. He has a massive YouTube following, and this episode is all around about how you can utilize YouTube to improve your brand. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Next week, we've got Leanne coming on, and we're talking around about marketing. So very much around the career development podcast this month. Uh, we do have an upcoming better test group called Winning Sponsors. Winning Sponsors uh, is an online um, eight module course around about gaining sponsors, as the title says, um, providing with all the tools and checklists in order to get you onto the podium. If you're interested to know more details, head over to the show notes or race over to motivatetraining.com au forward slash winning. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys. And of course, if you do get an opportunity, please race over and leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform to go in the draw to win our monthly prize, which is this month is a year of our toolkit, which no doubt you will get some value as well. Have a fantastic day and I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, Matt. Welcome back to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. <laughs> so last time we spoke, you are in the US and you were wanting, had the big, hairy, audacious goal to go to Japan drifting. What's been happening? Yeah. Um, so I actually moved to Japan uh, <laughs> like two weeks ago, pretty much. <laughs> wow. So... Yeah, like um, when I was when I was looking back, uh, I've always wanted to live in Japan at least part time. Um, but I kind of like looking at this year. I was like, I'm going to be doing Formula Drift Japan, and right now it's uh, incredibly hard to get in Japan. Um, you have to. I mean, you can't even really get a work visa. So right now I'm on like a 90 day business visa, um, and so like looking at it, I was like, all things are pointing towards um i should just move there and <laughs> when i originally looked at it i was like you know i wanted to live there part-time but that's a much bigger thing right if i want to do drifting um in two places now i need double of everything right and so i was like i don't know when that's gonna happen i think maybe someday um but i was like all right everything's pointing towards i should move to japan i want to go there anyways let's just do it so <laughs> we uh and you've moved <laughs> yep yeah so um just got here two weeks ago pretty much and right now i'm uh doing a homestay living at my friend's house mm-hmm. um still trying to figure out like the apartment deal and just trying to drift as much as possible right now and, and learn as much of the language as i can and 
do everything. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's overwhelming to say the least, but I'm really enjoying it and having fun and just learning a ton every day. So, so is the um, visa to get in? Is that because of COVID, or is that just because of the economy over there, or just because of COVID? Yeah. So there's no tourism allowed. And they're not accepting applications for work visas um, uh, at the moment. And so you can get in on like 90 day like exceptions um, mm -hmm. for business reasons. So that's how I'm here uh, for the drifting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it happening? So, huh? Are you guys racing? Are you back to racing over there? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my car didn't get here in time for round one. Um, so the car wasn't there. Uh, I was there though and got to check everything out. And then I've already drifted like five days already since I've been here. It's been nuts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome. So <laughs> I went from going drifting like every couple months in Arizona to a couple times a week here. So, yeah, so tell it's, us what it's like. What is drifting in Japan like? Like it's the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, well, what's cool is. There's tracks like everywhere and I'm centrally located. And a lot of times these tracks are open like every day and there's people out there drifting um, at all levels. And so it's a lot more like grassroots um, mm -hmm. for a lot of people, um, but it, it, it can be done here because they're only driving like a couple hours. So they'll actually take their you know, car that they drive on the street and they'll load some tires and tools up and they'll drive to the track, do some drifting and drive home. Um, and that's much more, I think, attainable for a lot of people here because it's, well, one, it's a much smaller country than the United States. Um, so the tracks are just kind of more condensed. They're together. And so, you know, you can drive an hour or half an hour to the track and, and do that successfully. So that's like really cool to see. It makes it a little more accessible. Also, the tracks are smaller generally. Um, and so like in the U.S., a lot of times we're driving on like, maybe ovals or like big road track road racing tracks and it, it makes like you need a car with like 400 plus horsepower a lot of times to really like enjoy it and here the tracks are smaller and so you can get away with like very low horsepower cars which again makes it more attainable because lower horsepower you know less you have to do to the car yeah. to beef it up and all that so it's a uh, it's been cool and my cars aren't here yet. So I've been um, borrowing <laughs> cars from Russell. And then I said the other day, somebody let me drive at A86. They were just like, yeah, you can, you want to try drifting it? And I was like, absolutely. Like I've always wanted to drift one. Um, <laughs> so just been driving all sorts of cars and seeing new tracks. And yeah, it's been super fun. I'm still pitching Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like my life now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exciting. So you also mentioned about the language. Um, how are you going with that? How are you communicating with the people over there? Yeah, so I was I, I studied um for like the six months leading up to this. Um, but I there's just there's there's so much and I was already doing so much, I wasn't like able to do more than like an hour, like five days a week. And so, you know, it's it's been a lot but yeah. I'm just nowhere near where I need to be to really communicate that well. But now that I'm in it, you know, I'm using it 
every day with everybody. And so I feel like now I'm, I'm starting to really learn a lot. Like by the end of the day, a Tamagai tie, that means like my head hurts. Um, <laughs> my head just like hurts so bad at the end of the day. Cause I'm like, I was, I'm still doing everything I was doing at home, which I was already like overwhelmed and then added all this stuff on. But what's cool is it's, I'm having a lot more fun here and, and I'm getting the drift a lot. So it, it all, it all works. Oh my God, and, like five times in two weeks. Like what's not to yeah, have? Yeah. <laughs> and the language will come, you know, like it's, uh, I'm still taking lessons every day or like five days a week. And then, mm -hmm. um, but now I'm practicing it a lot, you know, just in daily life. So yeah. Well, though this is a podcast, uh, we do have a video and I can see Matt and he's still having crazy blue hair. What yeah. does Japanese think of your brand? <laughs> um, they're trying to figure me out, I think. Um, yeah. I definitely, you know, they're they're noticing me for sure. Um, and they're just like kind of like, who is this guy? And trying to kind of see what I'm about. And um, I, I, You know, it's been interesting, though. Everyone has been... Sorry, my nose is so itchy. Um, everyone that I've met so far, for the most part, has been like really nice to me and welcoming, which has been really refreshing um, and really cool. Because I never, not to talk down on anything, but I never really felt that um, in communities in the U.S. Um, even in my own community in Arizona, I never really felt like that welcomed. Um, and so and so it's just interesting like here i come out here and everybody's like stoked to have me out here ready to meet me excited um and it's like it's reciprocating both ways you know i'm excited to be here and excited to meet them so that's been like really really cool it's it's uh made me really happy well no doubt they're fans of your youtube channel tell us about how's that been going and what's that going to look like now going forward yeah, so right now we're at 135,000 subs. Um, I thought we'd be a little further along by now, but the kind of February through April was pretty tough. Didn't didn't grow a lot. We did okay. Um, I mean, our metrics were okay for for where we're at, but um, now here I'm just trying to. We I mean we had a big shift in the channel because we went from doing a lot of reaction videos um, to a lot of drifting now, which is what people wanted or they said they wanted um but still kind of trying to figure out the right thumbnail and titling and all that stuff um when people are clicking on the videos they're doing great which is awesome so the, the content's good um it's just my job to kind of figure out how to um get people to click on it you know so it's uh we're experimenting a lot trying a lot of different stuff and and learning along the way so it's just all part of the process um but yeah no it's going well the goal this year is uh, half a million subs. So I, I really, I want to get there. I believe that's definitely possible. So. And for those who missed our first um, episode that we did, um, can you tell us a little bit about like who you are exactly and I probably should have started off with that, but yeah, a little bit about you and like yeah, why you love um, YouTube and, and how you think it's benefited your racing. Yeah. So um, I'm Matt Haugen from Haugen Racing and <laughs> Um, professional drift driver and YouTuber um, and influencer, whatever you want to call that. I, that word always makes you cringe, but <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so, you know, I I don't come from motorsports family. Um, I've found that more and more I get into it. A lot of people, even in drifting, you know, their father or whatever, maybe raced it, maybe because drifting is not hasn't been around as long they weren't necessarily drifters but they're racing or doing motorcycles or off-roading 
and a lot of that stuff still goes over and and knowing i mean just even having access to a trailer and knowing how to you know work on stuff and i didn't have any of that and so that's been quite the adventure just like learning all that and um really teaching myself all that by you know observing and trying it and then you know because of that i'm really more on my own um to make this whole thing work and so you know financially it's it's expensive um very expensive like drifting grassroots level not so much it's fine but trying to drift like professionally and competitively is crazy and so when you have more like more knowledge behind you and stuff and a little bit more resources that helps and so for me um i really needed to figure out a way to kind of fund this whole thing and i started with doing other businesses outside of automotive and using that to fund my racing um but long story short ended up pivoting completely and i was like i was doing a little bit of youtube at the time and the social media stuff and i was like let's just try to make the money from racing um but really from entertainment rather so that's you know i love doing the youtube i love making videos um but it is there um or initially came about so i could fund this whole thing and keep drifting so yeah that's the that's the goal and the merch too like we do a ton of merch um and that's kind of all all to make it whole because there's drifting doesn't have like the significant there's not a clear path like there is from what i've seen anyways from my perspective with formula one and nascar and series like that where like you go here and then you know you self-fund it for some certain time you get some sponsors stuff like that it's not as clear with drifting um, and the sponsors aren't as big yet. So yeah, you got to do something else and, or have money from something else. So yeah. And so what is your YouTube channel? What's so it's uh, all about drifting, right? <laughs> or just yeah. cars in general. Um, so I'll do a lot of reaction videos. So I'll react to other people drifting um, different things in the car scene, like uh, let's say stance cars or JDM cars or, off-road trucks or low riders um just kind of showing my reaction i'm really into car customizing and design so it's it's fun to kind of see people's creativity and share my thoughts and get other people's thoughts because it's fun too is it it is interactive in a way with the youtube because you get comments right and so i feel like it's really fun putting out these videos seeing the comments responding back um there's there's some back and forth and it's fun i feel like we all kind of enjoy these things together and learn from each other so reaction videos drifting obviously um and then did some builds as well but those that weren't like super successful on the youtube channel the builds were great um yeah. but so i'm not I, I may do a build here soon I'm, I'm thinking about it and trying it again um and then just like vlogs as well like going to car shows with my cars um being in the garage going and checking out other people's garages um it's it's changing a lot though as i'm here so it's it's interesting um but really anything that i like doing it's you know um car wise you show yourself yeah 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 so your... oh go ahead no i was going to say is your youtube um channel just called matt hagen racing or what's your actual uh hagen racing yeah so yeah. it's hogan racing youtube.com tiktok instagram facebook all of it is the same all of it. Yeah. in japan do they have facebook no i don't think they do 
I mean, you can get access to it, but um, really? I don't know if it's like popular or not, but it Maybe. definitely Instagram and TikTok are. Oh, so, okay. and I think they've got like something else, something I can't think of it, but like another mm -hmm. big channel over there. But you'll have to investigate yeah. and come back and let us know all about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've found that TikTok and Instagram are, are really big here too. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, been good. Um, and YouTube as, as well. So. And are you just repurposing the same content that you're developing for YouTube onto Instagram and TikTok? Or are you doing different content? Uh, somewhat. I mean, that's not the. It's not as high of a focus because um, it's it's only two of us at Hogan Racing, me and my editor, and he's yeah. full time uh, editing five YouTube videos a week, and so I'm doing everything else. And so the social media has taken a bit of a backseat to the YouTube. Mm -hmm. So when I get time, I'll try to put up photos, put up little snippets from the vlogs, um, re-edit different things. So maybe do like a raw drift clip. People enjoy that. Um, but I definitely, I need to get some more help eventually and then, you know, kind of dive at that harder. But I just, that's like second place to the YouTube. So I just kind of do what I can with it. As you mentioned, you are an influencer on YouTube. Why do you love YouTube so much? What do you think that's done for you for your career? Oh, it's made it possible, right? I mean, I'm still, um, I'm still building it, and I'm not where I want to be with it. Like, I'm still borrowing money to make this whole thing work every month. But it's, in my mind, it's the only way that I could do this. Because um, I tried gained, having, huh? Yeah. Even you've gained like commercial partners from the YouTube channel. Yeah, some, um, and it's. But you know the the actual like ad revenue is pretty pretty good from it. Um, mm -hmm. If I didn't have another employee, I would be making a living. Um, it's just because I'm <laughs> spending spending more than I'm making, you know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you have to do that to to build things. Um, yeah. But in my mind, it's honestly, unless you like came in already having money, um, it's kind of the only way to do this thing in my mind. Because like, even if you're driving's great um that's not enough to get you sponsors these days even if you're winning it doesn't matter like you have to have these other channels and ways to market with the brands which i don't know whether it's fair or not it, it's just it is the way it is um, it's just the way the sport is at them yeah so um and i tried like i've that's kind of always been my problem is I've done too many things at one time. And so I tried having another business um, like outside of automotive and doing that and then funding the drifting, but there is just no time to do it all. And yeah. so for me right now, I'm like, this is the only way I could do this. Absolutely. Like I have to, this is the only way to make it possible. So. And when you were moving to Japan, were your sponsors excited about that or are they more um, international-based sponsors that you've currently got? Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're, more, they're more international. <laughs> and it's like the other thing, too, is it opens up new sponsorship opportunities, right? Um, yeah. But those are – they're kind of watching me right now. Um, they want to see kind of how this year pans out and get to know me a little bit. But, like, there's a lot of these Japanese companies that want to sell their products internationally um and the u.s maybe even specifically and so they're like wow this is a this is a cool way you know to directly reach those audiences and speak their language both 
literally and not, you know? So, um, and so it's like, I think that's, what's going to be exciting going forward. Uh, but they're culturally like what I'm learning at least is they're not so quick to make a partnership. Like they want to get to know you and kind of see what you're all about, which I, I get it. And I respect that. So I think more of those will come in, you know, at the end of this year after they're like, okay, this guy's staying here. He's, he's doing it. Um, we know him a little bit. Let's talk kind of thing. So speak the language. He's got more fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you have only been there for two weeks, so don't be too hard on yourself. I'm sure. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. No, this, this hasn't been very long. <laughs> so if someone's getting started out with YouTube, Matt, what sort of advice do you have? Getting started on YouTube? Or, like, or races, like. Uh, like, a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> well, let's start here. I mean, the most Im the most important thing of a YouTube video is the title and thumbnail. Uh, the content almost doesn't matter. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. You want people to click on the video, and as long as they watch over half of it, you're good. So the content can be pretty okay um but the thumbnail and title have to be good now the caveat to that is if the content's not that exciting in the first place you're probably not going to get it have a good title and thumbnail for it right and you want to deliver like you can't just do total clickbait because you want to deliver to them um you know if they're clicking on videos if you did a good job on bringing them in but they just immediately leave that's terrible too so i think a lot of people focus way too much on you have to focus on both. You got to do both very well. Um, but I think too many people focus on just the content and then kind of forget really the most important thing is the, the title and thumbnail. Also, it's figure out what, and this goes with like any business. Um, and just for a little background, so you guys trust me a little bit. Um, I went to grad school for entrepreneurship at USC. So definitely have some experience and education here. Um, like any business, you have to figure out, you know, what your offering is and what makes you different. Because there's so many channels out there right now, so many automotive vlogging channels, and they all just do the same thing. And for me, like I took it to even an extreme. I was like, this is why part of the reason I came to Japan was like I could be another um, white American driver vlogging and drifting in the U.S. Um, or I could be, you know one of the only ones, if not the only one in Japan doing it. Um, so that's an extreme example, right? You don't have to move to another country, <laughs> but if you go in doing the same thing as everybody else, like it's probably not going to work because there's people bigger than you that are already doing that. And so you need to figure out what separates you um, and what like, you know, create that brand. Right. But it's, that's critical, especially with how competitive it is. So I think that that's, what's, been part of our success so far not that we're i don't think we're successful yet but we've had some success um we're pretty freaking different there's not another channel out there like mine um and really not one even close um but that's taken a little while to kind of develop and figure out so it's tough but that is critical um it's not as easy as just starting to youtube and make these videos so Gotta have a plan. What is your point of difference? Huh? What is your point of difference? Uh, 
One of the biggest ones I would say is so many YouTubers out there in any industry, they want to make they want to make it so crisp and so like not the actual like footage that our footage is incredible. Like it's as crisp as anybody's, but the actual like your demeanor on the YouTube channel and your actions, they want to make everything so crisp and so perfect. It almost becomes fake, which can work. Um, but I think our point of difference is like my editor, we don't edit out my mistakes. If I might make a mistake while I'm driving, we leave it in and he'll even make a joke about it. He'll like <laughs> throw a meme up and be like, Oh, like gotcha or something. You know what I mean? That's, that's, a, I just, that's what came to my head. But it's like, <laughs> That is so different because so many YouTubers and especially drivers out there, they want to look so good. They think it's important that they look perfect when they're out on track. Um, no one is perfect. I'm sorry to tell you, no one is perfect. And so I am fully transparent with when I'm making mistakes and I'll talk about them on camera. The other thing is I don't have a character on camera. A lot of YouTubers, they they become like this different person and they're, and, and even meet them in person. You're like, wow, they're nothing like they're on camera. I, I would bet with most of you, if you met me in person, after you watch some videos, you'd be like, Oh, I'm talking to the same person. Um, the, the other day, um, one of the guys I was with, he's like, sometimes I don't know when you're videoing or not. Like, he's like, I don't know if you're <laughs> talking to me or you're videoing. He's like, it's just the same. And so that is a big part of my brand and something that really separates me is like, I'm not putting on a show. I'm not putting on a character. I'm just me. And I make mistakes. I say stuff wrong. We leave it in. Um, but that takes, you know, that, that takes some, uh, some confidence, right? Because yeah. I do get some hate for it. And, um, but really? and then people make fun of me and stuff like that. But, Beyond that, I get so much more love and support because they're like, wow, this is just like a real guy. Um, they're like, I feel like I could could do this, you know? So that's, I would say that's one of the biggest ones right now. Um, as well as our cars. I mean, if you've seen our cars, like our colors are yellow, red, and blue, the primary colors. So that just like, I mean, you put one of my cars in anywhere, it's going to stand out. Um, it's very bright. Not everyone likes it. Um, it's definitely a more of a love hate type of style, but you know, that's, I think the, I think the more important one is the first one I said. Um, I think that's, that's big because it's real, you know? Yeah. Being authentic, being you. Yeah. And, and yeah. like you said earlier on in this conversation is that sponsors are looking to know who you are. So it's very important that when you are on video in any social media content, regardless of the platform, that you are showcasing who you are and not who you think people need you to be or want you to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, and it, it's fine with like, I mean, it, putting on a bit of a, a character and a face does work for so many channels. But again, for me, that this is what's worked. And I like this a lot more. I don't want to, I just want to be me. And so... Yeah, I don't know. But yours is going to be something different, right? If you're starting on YouTube channel, it's gonna be something different. But it's, it's, uh, you have to stand out somehow and it starts with the title and thumbnail, but then it continues with the content and the brand. You have any um, tips around about having an effective title or thumbnail? So do what's look at what's working. Um, it's it gets a you get access to more 
data at once you get going and you can see like um, in the analytics, you can see the click through it rate. Um, I, I mean, just as a quick example. So if you have two videos, um, they both have a bad click through rate, but one has great watch time. Um, you can trust that the one with great watch time, that title and thumbnail just wasn't good because the people that did get in there, they stuck around and watched the video. The other one is a little tricky um, because the title and thumbnail didn't bring them in, um, but they also didn't stay. So it's probably, you could probably make an assumption that the content wasn't, the video wasn't that great as well as the title and thumbnail. But I like seeing, so we test different titles and thumbnails. Mm -hmm. And again, as you do it more, you get more data. Um, but when you see these videos that do well and the comments are great, but the click through rate sucks, then you're like, okay, um, unfortunately you can't split it out. I wish you could see, oh, it was title <laughs> or thumbnail. It's grouped together as the click through rate. Um, but again, another thing is, and this is where this is now opposite of what I was saying. Um, but with the content, you kind of have to do what works. So you have to do what works, but you have to separate yourself somehow. It's, yeah. it's so tricky. Um, but when I initially started YouTube, um, I am now doing what I want to do. Um, but when I initially started YouTube, I was just kind of trying and doing what I want to do, but um, it wasn't what worked on YouTube. And so it didn't work. And so then I started letting, um, it's, we call it customer discovery and in like the startup industry and entrepreneurship. And so it's actually going out and talking to your customers. Um, it's, it's very, it's a simple concept. It gets much more complicated, but the simple concept is rather than us sitting in a boardroom um, or our bedroom, and you know saying this is what they're gonna like let's go ask them right yeah. and we don't want to bait them to give us the answer we want um but so with the content you can kind of do some customer discovery by going and looking at what's look what's working so look at your competitors look at people in your industry and see the types of videos they're what uh, types of videos they're making that are working um don't copy that, but go down that road, let's say. Because um, generally going an opposite way doesn't work when you're trying to grow. Eventually, um, you can start kind of paving your own way. But mm -hmm. I found that when I was starting, when I just watched what works and did it my own way, that was the best route. So that's – and I was taught some of that from uh, – my friend who he has like a much larger channel than me. He's at like 2 million subs. Wow. Um, yeah. And so, and, and so he knows what he's doing and he's, he's friends with a lot of even larger YouTubers. And that's generally the consensus of them is when you want to grow the channel from the, the bottom, it's like, you kind of need to do what is working on YouTube. Um, and then later on, you can kind of do more of what you want. So, and so I hope that helps. A lot of info. That's great. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned that the haters are going to hate. And right now here in Australia, there's a lot going around about trolling. Um, how do you overcome trolling? I don't know. <laughs> do you just ignore it or do, nope. do you make a fun about it? Do you make them into one of part of your videos? I've done that. Um, and it was kind of fun. Um, I I struggle with it, honestly. Um, I really do. Uh without making this too long, I struggle with it because I know that when people meet me in person, generally they don't like 
hate me. Like we generally get along and they're, they're like, all right, maybe I'm not like their style or whatever, but they don't dislike me. And so, and, and I'm putting, I'm pretty much myself on YouTube. And so I'm like, man, how can these people just like hate me? Um, but so I've really struggled with that. That's, um, I already struggle with anxiety and depression and have for a long time, way before doing YouTube. And that's been tough for me because I can't ignore it. Um, some people can, um, I think I'm too much of an empath and I, I look at it and, um, it, it does hurt me. Um, but you know, I don't really listen to many self-help podcasts, but I listen to this one kind of a self-help by Kevin Hart. And he's obviously a huge celebrity, right? I mean, like a household name. And he was saying something along the lines of, um, off the top of my head, I'm not going to get the words quite correct. But he was saying, you know, sometimes people that are hating, they, they actually want to see you do better, but it comes out in a way of hate. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, like, some of these people that may say, you know, maybe my driving wasn't the greatest in this video or whatever it is, maybe they actually just want to see me do better, but it, it comes out in this form of hate. And so that deletes a portion of the hate, which is really nice. The other thing is that he said, um, and this is a hard one to like accept and understand for me because I really believe on myself, but it's like they're only... They're seeing the YouTube Matt on the YouTube. You know, they're not seeing Matt Haugen. They're seeing the YouTube Matt, even though it's pretty much the damn same thing. Um, but certain stuff has been filmed. Certain stuff has been edited. They're not there with me in the present. And so they get an, they, they, they make a judgment and get an interpretation um, from a small portion of me. And so that also is comforting knowing that, no, they just don't like that, that YouTube Matt that day in that video maybe not maybe other videos they liked them so that kind of helps too and that's been a more recent understanding for me and acceptance um but it's hard i don't know some people it's they're fine with it that's been probably the hardest thing for me so yeah i like going okay <laughs> huh i was like oh it's a very big thing over here with australian motorsports at the moment around the troll um trolling um obviously from the f1 coming down from Michael Massey and all the um, dramas that happened at the end of the F1 last year down to our supercars, which is our top um, competition over here, around about how that's been managed and things like that as well. So even like when the drivers are having incidents on the weekend, everyone's wanting to become a, a um, keyboard warrior and giving their opinions. And I think yeah. like saying there's that fine piece about giving your opinion and being mean about it. So mm -hmm. there's still a lot of work that's happening around um, trolling and social media behavior in motorsports in Australia. Well, social media, you know, they gave everyone a voice. And I don't think some people should have a voice in certain instances. That's true. Some people may not like me here, here saying that because like everybody should have a voice. But I'm like, no. not always. Because it needs to be kind. <laughs> yeah, you just got, you don't know, you only have negative things to say. Like, then you shouldn't have a voice. Yeah, that one's been hard. That's probably been the hardest part of this journey, honestly. No, but so. thank you for sharing that with us. Of course. Um, yeah. Is there any other insights or tips or tricks that you can provide to our up-and-coming drivers around about getting started in YouTube? Around getting started in YouTube? Yep. 
other than going to follow your channel and getting some ideas and doing some research around other um, competitors. Well, I never ask people to subscribe. I'm always like, go watch videos. And I have confidence that if you enjoy the videos, you'll subscribe. And with that, like, that's an important thing. Don't stop asking people to subscribe to you. Um, and within your video, that's fine saying subscribe, but going out and talking to people and saying subscribe, you don't want that. Um, because it's really important the way that you'll grow better um, and, and quicker is having a, a community with high engagement. And so like we don't have that many subscribers, but we do the views and the watch time of channels five times our size. And that's why we've been able to grow at a decent pace and it's only getting faster. Um, I didn't go out and farm all these subscribers and then they sit and not watch my content. I put this content in front of them and won them over and then they became they fell in love with the content and chose to subscribe that's a critical point um i see too many people that are like go subscribe to my youtube and i'm like why like you're gonna yeah. get some friends that are gonna do it but then they're not gonna watch your videos unfortunately like <laughs> very few of my family and friends watch my videos it's just not their thing that took yeah. me a little bit to accept um as i was like come on give me some support but it's like they're not my viewers and so yeah. you want to reach your viewers and rather than, you know, asking them, it's, it's just like selling products rather than, than asking them to, you know, fall in love with their product. It's like show them why they should fall in love with it without even saying anything. Right. So they get them to experience the product. That's number one. And then make the product strong enough where they fall in love with it and they want more. Right. That's that's like numero uno. Ichiban, number That's one. <laughs> I'm well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, it's tough. I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, like you've been building this YouTube channel for how long now? Uh, I don't know, like two years, I think. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else it's, uh, like. That's okay. You've gave us such great insights already. So it's a really, yeah, really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you're always welcome to dig. If you like think of a question, ask me and I'll, I'll do my best to answer it. But I'm like, again, it's like, it's key. There's so much information in the analytics. Like I study it more than I should, but at least study it, you know, once a week do um, all accounts get analytics or only business ones with youtube ooh, that is a good question i think everyone gets access to the analytics because it's just within the youtube studio um so i i believe everyone gets access and actually you know like yeah that's interesting because like with instagram depending on your profile you get yeah. different analytics um youtube's not like that um and i don't even think i think you get the same analytics you do at any level, um, which is really good. And do you do ads on YouTube? Do I like which way? Like um, is it advertising your um, channel? Nope. No. And I would highly suggest not doing that. Mm -hmm. um, again, because it goes into my like just the point we were just talking about. When you're advertising your channel, you're asking them, you know, you're asking them to subscribe, and again when when it when it comes up as an ad it's uh 
it's it's more like forcing it in front of them and you don't want to win them over that way you want to win them over by showing up in there in the exploration page and in the search pulling them in with the title and thumbnail and then making them fall in love with your channel through the content that's like i uh i i wouldn't yeah i would never try to grow a channel um by putting out ads because it's going to happen you're going to get subscribers um but they're not going to have they're not going to be there because they fell in love with you that's that's the point i was trying to make they're going to be there because they saw an ad um some will be highly engaged others will not watch one video and that's going to hurt your overall engagement rate um which hurts your chances at getting put on the explore page and the search page so getting put in front of new viewers so yeah. like number one is like every one of your viewers is there because they fall in love with you that's gonna skyrocket your engagement rate that's the best way to grow in in my opinion awesome thank you so best just do organically exactly yeah unfortunately like with youtube organic is definitely the better obviously marketing there's such a great place for marketing and i'm a, a true believer in it but not with building the youtube channel mm -hmm. um in my opinion uh, i mean if you want to spend some money and do some marketing uh get you know build build the brand so like when i'm i have uh this little hair give me, give me one second <laughs> so i mean there's so many ways to do it this is a very simple one but you can get these made super cheap so and this is just creating awareness right like i don't ask them to subscribe when i give them this but it's like just a yeah. little hero card, right? Yes. And that just has the info on it, right? And it does say, please subscribe, but I don't give them to this. I, I'll go and talk to them, you know, introduce myself, ask them their name, kind of, you know, I really enjoy meeting people. I like making friends. And so it's like, they know me first. And then I'm like, here, this is kind of cool. You know, check us out. It has my stuff on it, right? And then you'll always see, They'll go and they'll look it up and maybe while they're still talking to you and i'll be like hey um you know just watch a couple of videos i'm not like asking you to subscribe go watch a couple of videos and i have faith that my content will will make them fall in love with it if they're the target audience right that's yes. the other thing yeah. not everyone's right. gonna like your videos so but that's yeah. the name of the game isn't it but Getting i would say what that's the name of the game getting into the right niche yeah yeah and so again just like if you want to spend money on on if you have some money to spend on marketing it's like do it for for stuff like this um i would say again like creating your brand like um rather than getting like a you know a cheap easy up from walmart get one that's branded and has your website and your logo on it i mean that's simple stuff but it makes a difference it starts you start um you start developing that brand, right? And people notice it, you stand out a little bit. That stuff's all, I would say that stuff's more impactful um, than spending it on, you know, advertising your channel. Well, Matt, thank you very much. I love that we speak the same language. I love interviewing you and hearing what you do. Uh, thank you. And on the world of YouTube. So guys, don't forget to go and follow Matt over on YouTube. His link will be in today's show notes. Um, as well as uh, some other little tips. Um, and, yeah, good luck for the 22 <laughs> race season in Japan. Um, look forward to seeing you on the YouTube channel, how your racing results go. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll be competing in Formula Japan this year. So round twos and like five weeks. So that's actually going to be all streamed on YouTube and all that. So if you guys are interested in watching that and like drifting, go check it out. We'll be there. Very tough drifting. Anyway, Matt, thanks again for your time and all the best. Thank you. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.